passing Live this life But son, we don't see shit She caught my eye Man, make my wife I know she wanna be saved She sending a time Have a good night Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Inside the Dome. I am John Dodaro, and today I am not joined by my co-host, Carlin Jacob. He is not here. I don't even know the nature of his absence, but he said he was unavailable tonight. So I am not here with Carlin Jacob today. So this nearly was going to be an episode all by myself, but I am joined today with the one and only special guest speaker, Lance Johnson. Welcome back, buddy. It hasn't been that long, but how have you been this past week? I'm doing good, John. How about you, man? I, I couldn't imagine doing an episode all by myself again. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think I've ever done a college one by myself. I know I did an NFL one by myself. That was that was hard. I'm not going to lie. It was like an hour straight of just talking, and that one was a tough one but i've never done college by myself so i'm happy that that doesn't start now and also because i think college episodes are my favorite to do i love the back and forth interactions with college football and yeah i'm very excited for this episode we are already in week 12 which is insane uh looking at the rest of the schedule i kind of did a little map out in our shared google doc that carlin and i have so we got week 12. Week 13 is normal. But then after week 13, once we get into week 14, it's the conference championships. So some of those matchups are already being determined right now as we speak. I did not write any of them down yet. But I'm going to wait till all of them are settled. But week 14 will be the call, the conference championships. Week 15 is only Army versus Navy. So chances are there will not be an episode for that, we'll probably just be shoehorned in the, under the lights or something. But after week 15, we enter the bowl games. And that's where it all gets exciting. And I plan on predicting every single bowl game possible. So that will be fun. But we are only on week 12. Looking back at week 11, Lance, you were here for week 11. So I got all of your picks here too. I got Carlin's picks. I got my picks. And Lance, congratulations. You did the best out of the three of us last week. So wasn't by much. It wasn't by much. Uh, you went 16 and four. I went 15 and five. And Carlin went 14 and six. So Carlin had the worst week looking through our picks. All three of us got Kansas versus Texas Tech wrong. But Kansas was down to like their third string quarterback. So. I'm not too mad with that. Uh, Penn State versus Michigan. Carlin and I got that wrong. Lance, you were right with Michigan. And Dan and Jordan also picked that game too off the off the episode. And they picked Michigan, so they both got that right. Uh, Tennessee versus Missouri. Lance, you and I were right on that one. Carlin got that wrong. No surprise there. Tennessee is not good anymore, but they are still ranked. I will say that. Uh, Oklahoma State versus UCF. I'm going to get into Oklahoma State later. 
but this surprised me. They got absolutely destroyed by UCF. All of us got that wrong. We can break that down once we talk about Oklahoma State later. Uh, Rutgers versus Iowa. We all had Rutgers winning, and we were all wrong with that. So good job, Iowa. Uh, Mississippi versus Georgia. Carlin got that wrong. That was his super dog, and he was incorrect. West Virginia versus Oklahoma. Lance, that was your super dog and my super dog, and we were both wrong. Unfortunate. And that was it. Uh, Lance, real quick, just since I don't think WVU will be mentioned in this episode, since you got your super dog wrong, what were your quick thoughts on that game between West Virginia and Oklahoma? Well, I think this was something that was expected because Oklahoma was just simply the better team in all shape and form when you're talking about the offensive schemes and how the defense played. Like Oklahoma just took full advantage of that weak secondary that West Virginia has had all year with the secondary being nearly the worst, if not one of the worst in the country. And then you have, again, Neil Brown making the play calls, which is the most predictable play calling (laughs) that you could have ever seen. And the thing that stood out to me the most, well, first off, before I get to that, when Dylan Gabriel was able to make those connections with his with the passing game downfield, he was able to make that almost every time. And when the catch was made, it was like almost a guaranteed touchdown. So now on to the play that stood out to me the most with how it summarized West Virginia's night in Norman, Oklahoma, was when they were trying to convert on fourth down near the end zone, trying to get past the goal line. They kept running the ball just about every time, and Oklahoma was able to make a goal line stop, which was a turnover on downs, and Oklahoma got the ball back, and then they eventually scored again. They scored on almost every single play. So, like, now West Virginia, that goes to show right there, is that they can't beat the good teams, but they can beat the bad teams. Now, if it wasn't for those four new added teams into the Big 12, they would be just as bad as last year when they had a 5-7 and seven record or maybe even worse than that. So now even though it might have been expected to, for Oklahoma to win big, I still don't think that Neil Brown's the answer and there's got to be changes at West Virginia and possibly have to clean house. All right. I like the take, Lance. I like the take. I believe I said all of my thoughts in Under the Lights this week, so... If you want to hear my thoughts on West Virginia and even just West Virginia sports in general, listen to Under the Lights because I think I have a nice little monologue with all that. But West Virginia plays Cincinnati on Saturday, and I don't think either of us will be there because it starts our Thanksgiving break. So I don't know how many people will be at that game, West Virginia versus Cincinnati. So stay tuned for that game. But looking at Week 12, uh, College Game Day. This is this one was interesting. College game day will be at the Appalachian State versus James Madison game. James Madison is home, so it will be there. James Madison is undefeated, ten and zero, and I was just reading recently they are going to be denied a bowl game, I believe. So they got denied by the NCAA just recently. So really, yeah, it was. Why is what's the reason for it though? It might just be like their conference or something. I don't I don't know the specifics to it. I was just reading about it before we started. But I can try to verify it as... Okay, here it is. Um, 
the NCAA has denied JMU's waiver for the postseason. So they are not eligible for the Sun Belt Championship or an NY6 Bowl. The only way they can make a bowl is if they aren't enough. Wait. The only way they can make a bowl is if there aren't enough six with six win teams. So they would have to get really lucky to make a bowl game. So James Madison got wow. denied. That, that was just recent. We're recording this on Wednesday. So that was announced Wednesday evening. So James Madison most likely will not have a bowl game. But they do get college game day. So at least they get that. And honestly, just looking at this schedule, they kind of do deserve it. There's really, there are a couple good matchups. Uh, Georgia versus Tennessee. That's in uh, Tennessee. But that'd be back-to-back for Georgia. Uh, Kansas State versus Kansas, maybe. Washington versus Oregon State is going to be the big matchup. But they decided to go with James Madison, give him some respects for having an undefeated season. But, and that is also going to be the first game we predict here very shortly. The other thing, too, they released the standings Tuesday evening for the college football playoffs. Georgia surpassed Ohio State to be number one after beating, actually destroying Ole Miss. And they beat Missouri, too. So Georgia leapfrogs Ohio State in the number one spot. Ohio State is number two. Michigan is three. Florida State is four. And also in Under the Lights, we, Carlin and I have a discussion about how we view the playoffs going. So make sure to listen to Under the Lights as always, and as we get closer to the playoffs, we might even dedicate like a whole episode into like predicting the playoffs or something like that. So stay tuned as we go along. But the other ranking that I found very surprising, Iowa is at 16. I just laughed at that. Iowa has probably like the worst. They have a worse offense than Penn State, and that is saying something. So them at 16 actually made me laugh. So I had to mention that too. But let's get to it. First game that we will predict will be college game day. Appalachian State versus James Madison. Two unranked teams, but since it's college game day, we will predict it. James Madison, JMU, have been undefeated. Last week, they absolutely decimated UConn 44-6. They beat, two weeks ago, they beat Georgia State 42-14. And then the week beforehand, they beat Old Dominion. 30 to 27. So this team has been able to win games. They nearly beat a team like Virginia as well, 36 to 35 at the beginning of the season. So James Madison undefeated. They play a team in Appalachian State who is 6 and 4. Uh, last week they dominated Georgia State 42 to 14. They dominated Marshall 31 to 9 and they beat Southern Miss 48 to 38. So right now, Appalachian State is on a three-game win streak, but this game is at James Madison. So I was speaking a lot there. Lance, who do you got for this game? Yeah, man, I've got to say that now I've grown up not too far away from JMU, so I've been familiar with that school. I have a lot of people that I know from my high school that go to there, and I've taken a tour of it before, so I'm very familiar with that school. But JMU is for real, like all props to – Kurt Signetti there with what he's done with JMU and being able to move up from the FCS to the FBS and play at such a high level like they're doing right now. That's 
that's a wonderful job and very fantastic of how they've been able to perform up until this point. So, you know, that's great. They're getting college game day in Harrisburg and this is, this is very important. So now I'm going with my option here is to go with JMU. And I think like just looking from what you're saying from the point of how they've done throughout the season, JMU has done really well beating teams from game after game and especially making a statement at game two of the season, beating UVA at UVA and being able to continue on through with that. So now JMU is for real. And it's kind of interesting too, to just look at the state of Virginia as a whole when you're talking about like college football, you have, you have JMU, you have your Virginia Techs, you have your UVAs, and then all those teams that you would expect to be good, like Virginia Tech would be recognized historically to be a good football team, but they're kind of not doing too, they're not, kind, they're not doing too hot right now. And UVA has been bad. And, but the best teams that are ranked in the top 25 currently right now is Liberty and JMU. Both are undefeated. So with in JMU's place now, this has been a wonderful season, and I expect them to continue on with this, with their best season by far by beating Appalachian State on college game day. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. All right. I like it. I'm going to take James Madison as well. Carlin picked James Madison too. I will say I have all of Carlin's picks, so he made all of them. Before I started recording, he sent them to me, so I will read off what Carlin picked as well. So it looks like all of us have James Madison winning. This game is at 2 o'clock as well. It's not at 12, so no, we're talking about it first. But I'm going to take James Madison as well. Moving on to the 12 o'clock games. Rutgers versus Penn State. Once again, I know I've already said this twice. If you want to hear my extensive thoughts and also Carlin's extensive thoughts on Penn State, listen to Under the Lights. We cover it there. So I'm going to save my breath here talking about Penn State and this horrific, horrific offense. But they did fire their offensive coordinator, Mike Yurich. So now their backup offensive coordinator technically is their running back coach, I believe it is. So will that change much? I don't know. I really don't know. But Penn State's defense is still one of the best in the nation. They really made it hard for Michigan to get stuff going until they just couldn't hold on anymore because Penn State's offense couldn't do anything with the football. But Rutgers, on the other hand, they are coming off of two straight losses to Ohio State and Iowa. They actually got shut out by Iowa. So I think at least knowing that, I'm going to take Penn State here because if Iowa's defense can contain them, I think Penn State's defense will easily contain them here. So I'm taking Penn State. Penn State's going to go 10-2. That's the simplest way to put it. They're going to go 10-2. They'll make a nice bowl game. It's the same repeat of last season. So I'm taking Penn State here. I'm not going to complicate it too much. Lance, what about you? And also Carlin took... Carlin took Penn State as well. All right, all right. Now, from what I'm going to say here is that now I don't know how 
Penn State is going to change in terms of offense and how are they going to improve after firing their offensive coordinator. I saw the news as well earlier. I don't know how that's going to change, but what I do know is is that whenever their defense can keep them in the game, their offense just falls flat completely, and that's the predictable play calling and also, I think Drew Aller, I'm, I'm not going to pin the whole thing on him, but he did have some inaccurate passes when he was making some throws. He was throwing behind the wide receiver and not in front of him. So there's definitely some things that needs to be changed. And Drew Aller's a young quarterback, so he could definitely improve from that. But Penn State is easily the better team here over Rutgers. So give me the Nittany Lions here. Alrighty. While you were talking there, I made my super dog pick. We will get to it later, but I finally found one. Uh, Carlin has yet to send me a super dog in particular, so that might happen off the air. And I think I know who he would pick. We'll get to that later. But Lance, you also have a super dog. You got to pick. That's oh, yeah. I already me. know what I'm picking. Already good, looked ahead good. of time. I like it. I have two options, but one of them is more risky. Because there's a situation I'd have to monitor. The other one I think I'd be more confident in. But we will get there soon. Moving on, Michigan versus Maryland. Now, I think we all know Michigan. Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sideline again. And I feel like after they beat Maryland, their offensive coordinator is going to keep crying and saying how this is for Harbaugh. Now, I was watching first take. With Stephen A. Smith, Shannon Sharp, Dan Orlovsky was on it, and Stephen A. and Shannon Sharp, they were not on the side of Michigan here because they were trying to play victim. And I kind of agree because you're being investigated for cheating right now. Michigan's being investigated for cheating. Jim Harbaugh, I mean, he's literally banned because of it. And Michigan's kind of playing the victim card here. So... I don't I, I don't like it. I really don't. And I think it is going to get very messy when it comes to playoff time. If Michigan gets in, if they win it all, I think it's going to get really, really messy. But we're not there yet. They play Maryland this week. Maryland, let's see how Maryland's doing. I know Penn State just beat them not that long ago. Yes, so Penn State destroyed them 51-15. to Northwestern beat them 33-27. But... Last week, they beat Nebraska by a score of 13-10. to 10. Now, Maryland, I'm trying to find their players. Maryland, their quarterback, is the younger brother of Tua Tagovailoa. This is Talia Tagovailoa. Last week, had a pretty decent game. 27 for 40, 283 passing yards, one passing touchdown, one interception. So, the younger Tua is with Maryland, but... This is Michigan still, I think. Michigan only had eight passing attempts against Penn State, and that's all they needed, honestly, because Penn State's offense just kept putting the defense back on the field. So I'm taking Michigan here. Carlin also took Michigan as well. I think this should be pretty straightforward. Michigan will be undefeated until they play Ohio State, which I believe is next week. So that game, Michigan versus Ohio State, that is going to be a tough one to predict. Uh, personally, I don't care anymore because there's no chance of a three-way tiebreaker between Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. So 
it will have a huge influence in the college football playoffs because it is tight right now. Both Michigan and Ohio State might not make it into the playoffs. So that is going to be a big-time game there, Michigan versus Ohio State. But we are not there yet. I have Michigan winning this week against Maryland. Lance, what about you? Give me Michigan on this one. All right. Short and sweet. I like it. I think I think it's pretty obvious Michigan is winning this game. But I think the next one is also very obvious. But, hey, super dog option is out there. I think this would be very impressive. Uh, Chattanooga versus Alabama. Alabama has been red hot after losing to Texas all the way back in week two. They have just been on fire. Honestly, they could be a college football playoff team if they can beat a team like Georgia in the SEC championship, which I will say this right now, it is confirmed that Georgia and Alabama will play in the SEC championship. So when we cover those games, that will be the matchup there. So honestly, with Bama, you look at what they've done since losing to Texas in bad fashion. They beat Ole Miss 24 to 10, who was ranked 15 at the time. They beat Texas A&M, tough rival there, beat Arkansas. They beat Tennessee in dominating fashion after starting off bad. They destroy LSU 42-28. to Now, I know Jaden Daniels got hurt, so who knows what would have happened. But they also beat Kentucky 49-21. to And the, one of the big reasons why Alabama is doing so well is because of their quarterback, Jalen Milrow, who has been absolutely on fire right now last week against kentucky he had three passing touchdowns one interception but also three rushing touchdowns as well jalen milrow has just been incredible even go back to the lsu game i'll give my praise to Jaden daniels later but jalen milrow though had two passing touchdowns as well uh, actually i was reading daniel's stats he had no passing touchdowns milrow but he had four Rushing touchdowns, 20 carries for 155 rushing yards. Jalen Milrow has been on fire, and I don't see that stopping here. I got Alabama. Carlin has Alabama, too. But looking at the rest of their schedule, they play Auburn, which never is easy, and it's at Auburn, and then they play Georgia. So, tough schedule coming up for Alabama. But Lance, who are you taking? I'll also take Alabama as well on this one. Now with... The thing that's so unique with Alabama compared to the past Alabamas that we're used to seeing is that this quarterback that we're dealing with here is a running quarterback. And I think he's improved quite a lot ever since that game when they played against USF. He has definitely developed into a better player. And I think Alabama has proven themselves that they can be true contenders if, and that stands as a testament when they play against Georgia, and that will really speak for itself right there. But with playing Georgia, I think it's it could definitely go either way. It could be like a repeat of what it was like two years ago back when JT Daniels was the quarterback and then Stetson Bennett took over like back at that time. But Alabama is able to compete – right now and even stay up with some of the teams in the top four, like they could definitely do something like that. That's how much better they've gotten 
throughout the season. So it's definitely possible for them to beat Georgia in the SEC championship. Now, could they be placed in the top four? Maybe or maybe not, because like if Georgia loses, how far down are they going to drop? And it, and it depends on the outcome of the game as well. So it, Alabama looks better than what they're ranked to be right now, but they're definitely for real, I think. Yeah, and that was one of the discussions that Carlin and I had in Under the Lights because you look at teams like Michigan and Ohio State play against each other. One of them could fall out completely. Georgia, Alabama play together. If Bama wins, you have to put them in. And does that take Georgia out of the equation? You have undefeated Florida State. Do they deserve to be in no matter what? And then you got Washington and Oregon, who have both been very well too. They might play against each other again. So if Oregon beats them, does Oregon get in? If Washington beats them twice, does Washington get in? So it is very tight right now. There are a lot of possibilities. I do agree with you. Like I think it does depend on let's just say Georgia loses to Bama, like how close is it? Like if it's a close one, does Georgia still deserve to stay in the top four? But like let's say Washington wins, Ohio State wins, Florida State's still undefeated, like does that push Georgia out? Like it's tough. Um any quick thoughts with that? I mean, there's I, this plenty, might be the only time we talk about it. There's plenty of scenarios that you can bounce off of, just like you've mentioned about like the Georgia situation and also what would happen with Ohio State and Michigan and what would happen with Oregon and Washington. There's plenty of things that you can just contemplate about before those events take place. So, but... With my thoughts here is that Alabama could compete with any of these teams. And as a matter of fact, you can feel free to disagree with me, but I think Alabama could beat Ohio State. I just feel like Alabama has the much better offense, and I think their defense can hold up just enough. And so I think Alabama deserves to be up where the top four ranked teams should be because Alabama has – improved throughout the season and it's a whole new team compared to what they were to begin with losing from texas they've improved so much since then and so i trust nick saban here very phenomenal coach great guy but yeah that's it's very like there's a lot of ways you can think about it but alabama is just as good and better than some of those teams that are ranked in front of them right now, and they could definitely compete for a spot in the playoffs. Just depends on how the other games go when you're talking about Ohio State, Michigan, Washington, Oregon, and stuff like that. But that, this is a team that should not be slept on. Yeah. I mean, right now, Michigan, Ohio State, Georgia, Florida State, uh, Oregon, Washington, and Bama – I really think they are all in just one elite class. Now, there is one team I am not mentioning at the moment, and that is Texas as well. We can give our thoughts on Texas and college football playoffs once we get to them, so we'll wait on that one. But next matchup, Louisville, ranked number 10 right now in the nation. They are 9-1, and and they are going up against Miami, Florida. 
who are six and four. Now, this game takes place in Miami. Right now, Miami is favored minus 0.5. So it is a tight prediction. You cannot pick this one as a super dog. Not enough of a spread. But Carlin, I'll start off with him. He picked the upset here. I guess it's an... In terms of the rankings, it's an upset. He picked Miami to win this game. So he is not here to give his reasoning for it. But I'll let you start, Lance. Are you going to take Miami, Florida? Or are you going to take Louisville? Yeah, now, if it wasn't for the spread, I would pick Miami as a super dog, possibly. But I think Louisville has just played their best football that they have have ever played in a very long time. And other than that loss that they they came off the pit, they've been rolling on a three-game win streak, and they've outscored their opponents 88 points to 27 points. So this Louisville team has definitely have a good offense against their opponents. So with Miami here, it could it's kind of like you think they'll be fine, and sometimes they won't be. And it's just a little bit of a situation where you have Mario Cristobal and he's made some questionable decisions. And I don't, I personally don't think he is the best fit and the best decision maker when it comes to Miami situation, especially during game time. And you've already seen what he did at Georgia Tech. So with Miami here, they could compete with Louisville. But at the same time, Louisville, I think, could outcompete them, though. So Louisville is the better team, and I think they are able to pull this one out. It could be a close game, but I think Louisville is on the winning side of the coin here. All right. I'm going to join you, Lance, on this one. I'm going to take Louisville as well. I mean, you did say after the Penn, not Penn State, after the pit loss, they have really recovered, and they were the team that beat Notre Dame. So let's mention that too. But Notre Dame, we will get, I think we, yeah, we will get to them later. They beat Duke 23 to nothing, beat Virginia Tech 34 to three and beat Virginia, who was upsetting teams, uh, 31 to 24. So I am going to take Louisville here as well. I think you explained it perfectly. You and I will differ from Carlin. This next one, I don't think we're going to take long on it at all. UL Monroe goes to Ole Miss. They are playing Mississippi, number ranked 13, Mississippi. So, Ole Miss here is favored minus 37 points. So, this, I mean, UL Monroe is 2 and 8. I'm taking Ole Miss here. Carlin also took Ole Miss. I think there's not much more explaining to do. With this matchup, just looking at them, after this week, Ole Miss has to play Mississippi State. They are coming off of a brutal loss against Georgia, so they could finish their season 10-2. and two. But I'm taking Ole Miss. Carlin is too. Lance, who are you taking? I will also join with you guys as well, picking Ole Miss over UL Monroe in this game. And they, I would assure around, like, a high confidence level of between 95% to 100% that they can beat Mississippi State because Mississippi State has just fired their head coach not too long ago. 
So yeah, Mississippi State has had a rough season. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Ole Miss for this week and also take them for next week as well. But we'll get to that later. But Ole Miss yeah. will indeed win this game. Yeah, a little early there. A little early on the second pick there. But we will get to that next week. If you're not on the episode, I will make sure to record that. So thank you for that pick. Next matchup. This one hits home a little bit. Number 14, Oklahoma takes on BYU at BYU. These are two teams that West Virginia played. West Virginia dominated BYU at West Virginia, but then they got dominated by Oklahoma at Oklahoma. So West Virginia has some experience. So Lance, you and I have both watched these two teams. BYU, let's see what they did after West the West Virginia loss. They got destroyed yet again by Iowa State by a score of 45 to 13. And they stuck with the same quarterback that game. It wasn't Slovis who came in. It was still Jake Retzlaff. And he did not have a great game at all. So they got destroyed. BYU is really falling off. I, not Iowa. They lost to Iowa State, I should say. They play Oklahoma. Oklahoma. What can you say about them? Dylan Gabriel had probably one of his best games ever. Uh, I'm pulling up his stats right now. He went 23 for 36, 423 passing yards, five passing touchdowns along with three rushing touchdowns. Dylan Gabriel had eight total touchdowns against West Virginia. I hate saying that, but Drake Stoops, what a receiver he is. Ten receptions, 164 receiving yards, three receiving touchdowns. This Oklahoma offense just absolutely exploded over West Virginia. I'm not sure if that's more of a testament to Oklahoma or a testament to West Virginia's defense. I think it's a little bit of both, in my opinion. It's not going to be fun talking about West Virginia on the radio this week. It really will not be fun. But I'm taking Oklahoma here. They are just absolutely on fire. BYU, it's the complete opposite. They are in a free fall right now. I'm taking Oklahoma. Carlin also took Oklahoma here as well. So, Lance, who do you got? Can there be that Joseph Smith magic for BYU to win this game? I don't think so. Boomer sooner, baby. Oklahoma's going to win this one. All right. I like it. Next matchup. I've yet to make my pick for it because uh, it's Tulane. Tulane is very fun to talk about. I'm kidding. I will not be talking about Tulane much here. Tulane goes to FAU to play against FAU. And is that Florida Atlantic? Yeah, Yeah, Florida Atlantic. Yeah, that's what it is. Okay. I wrote that down too. They play Florida Atlantic at Florida Atlantic. Uh, Recently, they got destroyed. Florida Atlantic did. They got destroyed by East Carolina 22-7. to They're actually on a two-game losing streak after losing the UAB as well. Tulane, on the other hand, recently just edged out. They are in a, Tulane is in a lot of close games. Let me just say that. Last week they barely beat Tulsa 24 to 22, barely beat East Carolina 13 to 10, barely beat Rice 30 to 28 and I picked Rice in that matchup and I was wrong. JT Daniels did not help me there. And they nearly beat North Texas, 28-35. to 35. So, Tulane's had a lot of close ones, and they're only favored 9.5. So, this could be 
a super dog if you wanted to do it. It is eligible. But Carlin did not pick it. He picked Tulane to win this. And honestly, I'm just picking the safe pick here. I'm picking Tulane as well. Uh, they're 9-1 and one right now. Their only loss this season was against Ole Miss. They lost 37-20. to 20, So other than that, they beat every team that is not ranked. So I will take Tulane as well. Lance, who are you taking? No need for an explanation. Give me the green wave of Tulane here. No need for an explanation, indeed. So, this next matchup, we got our first, I would say, really close one between two ranked teams. Number 22, Utah, versus number 17, Arizona. Now, Arizona, I'm marking Carlin's pick right now as we speak. Arizona has been on fire probably the nicest way to put it they have just absolutely been on fire they are seven and three right now looking at their last couple weeks after losing to usc 43 to 41 in double overtime they dominated washington state a ranked team at the time beat oregon state who was a ranked team at the time beat era no beat ucla 27 to 10 who was a ranked team at the time and just and they just beat colorado in Colorado, 34-31. to 31. So they have been on fire right now. Utah, on the other hand, they just lost to Washington, 35-28. to 28. And they also lost to Oregon, 35-6. to 6. But they do have that win over USC. So something to mention for Utah. But right now, Utah, in the matchup predictor, they have a 57% chance to win, but the betting odds for this game, Arizona is favored by one point. So this game cannot be a super dog if you pick one or the other. But right now, every week, I have been picking Arizona, so I'm going to pick Arizona again here. I have liked what they've been doing. They have just been very consistent on offense and defense. Utah has had their struggles. Bryson Barnes is their quarterback. They have just not had a definitive win against a ranked team other than USC. But honestly, I don't even know how USC is even ranked. Their defense is horrendous. So I feel like any offense can do well against USC's defense. So I'm taking Arizona here. It's at Arizona too. Carlin also took Arizona in this matchup. So Lance, are you joining us or are you going to take Utah? Well, let's see here. So with Arizona, they've been red hot. They've, They've been coming off a really good season after having some struggles over the past couple of years and being close to one of the worst teams in Division One, if not. But they've tremendously improved throughout. It really surprised me for sure to see how far they've come along until now. And with Utah, yes, they never had a definitive win over a ranked team such as Oregon, they got thrashed by Oregon, and they lost to Washington. But it was definitely a game where they could have pulled it out and possibly won that game. Like It looked like Washington was going to outplay them, but Utah did stay up with them. Now, that one play I really questioned was that, that dude from for Washington who took the ball and just before he was going to cross the goal line into the end zone, threw the ball out way – a good bit early before he crossed into the end zone. I don't know how you could keep making mistakes like that, man. I just had to get that out, but 
know, I, it was funny, but it was just like really bad at the same time. It's just like how you can keep doing that. But anyways, Washington was able to win the game. And But with Utah here, I still think they have a chance to win this game being Arizona. And I think this will be one of those games where they will be able to beat a definitive ranked team. So I'm going to have to go with the Utes on this one. So I will differ from you guys. All right. I like it. The first time you have differed from Carlin and I today. So Lance is taking Utah. Carlin and I are taking Arizona. This next one, though. This was funny because last week, Carlin and I said, and I believe, yeah, this was right. Last week, it was Tennessee versus Missouri. And Carlin told me if Tennessee beat Missouri, I would have to sing Rocky Top. Well, guess what? Nobody is saying that today. Nobody will. Because Tennessee got absolutely obliterated last week against Missouri. 36 to 7, might I say. 36 to 7. Tennessee got destroyed by. I mean, they are 7 and 3, but I mean, that was just embarrassing. Let me just, let's just look at what Tennessee did. Joe Milton actually tried pretty decently, but. They had no running game at at all. Joe Milton led the team in carries. I mean, their defense, Tennessee's defense just imploded. Missouri just went off. I mean, Cody Schrader for Missouri had 205 rushing yards against Tennessee. Tennessee's run defense just imploded completely against Missouri. So, nobody gets to sing Rocky Top today. And, Tennessee, you are lucky. That you are still being mentioned on Inside the Dome because they play number one Georgia this week. And this game is in Tennessee right now. Georgia is favored by 10 points. And Georgia, on the other hand, they are looking like the number one team in college football right now. Two back to back wins against ranked opponents, each win getting better. Against Missouri, they won 30 to 21 without Brock Bowers. But then they got Brock Bowers back. And against Ole Miss, who was ranked number nine, this was where college game day was at two. They won 52-17. to Carson Beck had two passing touchdowns, one interception. And Kendall Milton had nine carries for 127 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Uh, Brock Bowers that game had three catches, 34 yards, one touchdown. So Georgia's back. They are the number one team in the nation right now. Let's just start with Carlin's pick here. He picked Tennessee. That is not surprising at all. I feel like he'll pick Tennessee every single week. He might as well. And as we were recording this, Carlin gave me the okay here. He is taking Tennessee as his super dog this week. What a shocker. I'm not going to lie. It does qualify, though, so he can take Tennessee as his super dog, and he has. So, Carlin's super dog has been picked. But I, you know me at this point, I had this pick circled down like three weeks ago, maybe, even at the start of the season. Georgia's winning this game. Georgia is just absolutely unstoppable right now. I feel like Georgia's running game is going to run all over Tennessee's defense. I think that's what it's going to come down to, honestly. So I'm going to take Georgia here. Lance, who are you siding with? Yeah. Now, I don't know what would have happened if – Carlin lost. I'm not sure what the bet was right there if he lost, but I guess he might have had him to, had to do something. 
So maybe that's the reason why he didn't show up today. So nah, he, he there was nothing on his end. So uh, but no, I'm just messing with you, Carlin. If you're listening to this right now, we love you. I love you, man. You know, but no, I'm going with Georgia here. Tennessee hasn't been able to stay up with the better teams, especially the ranked teams and their schedule for this year coming with Alabama and especially with last week playing against Missouri. Now Missouri was just running all over them. And man, this this guy, Cody Schrader running back from Missouri, he's definitely something special, but yeah, Tennessee hasn't been able to get much going on offense. So, and defense too, defense didn't look that hot either. So I'm going to have to go with Georgia on this one. They, they are looking like, one of the top four teams and possibly the number one team. So yeah, I will take Georgia on this one as well. So moving on now, uh, now that we are done with Georgia and Tennessee, this next game, I don't even want to spend long on it at all. In my opinion, Illinois versus Iowa. I have no clue how Iowa's ranked 16. Now they are eight and two, but they probably have the worst offense in all of college football. At first, I thought that was Penn State, but then I remembered that Iowa exists. Last week, they beat Rutgers 22 to nothing. They actually got in the 20 points because the last three weeks they couldn't. They only had 15 points against Wisconsin, 10 points against Minnesota, 10 points against Northwestern. Their offense is terrible, but they're playing Illinois, who is not much better. But Illinois can't put up points. I will say that they put up 48 against Indiana. They won in a shootout in overtime, 48 to 45. They nearly edged out Minnesota, 27 to 26. Then they lost to Wisconsin, 25 to 21 against ranked teams. The only ranked team that they played was Penn State, and they lost 30 to 13. So, yeah, Illinois is not good against ranked teams. Carlin picked Iowa. I'm going to take Iowa here, too. Uh, the spread in this game, Iowa is favored by three points, so this cannot be a super dog if you want to make it a super dog. But I'm going to take Iowa here. Carlin also took Iowa. I think we were all wrong last week when we tried to go in Rutgers. That did not end well for us, but I'm going to take Iowa here. Lance, who are you taking? The defense will carry, so Iowa's going to win this one. All right, let me just mark you down. Short and sweet, I like it. This next one I think will also be short and sweet. Notre Dame, ranked 19, takes on Wake Forest. This game is in Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 24.5-point favorite. Notre Dame, though, a little shaky here, a little shaky. They lost to Clemson at Clemson, 31-23, to essentially ending all hopes for the college football playoffs. They have losses to Ohio State, Louisville, and Clemson. So... I think Notre Dame, though, gets a bounce-back win here. They're playing Wake Forest. Wake Forest is only 4-6. and six. So, short and sweet, I am taking Notre Dame. Carlin also took Notre Dame. Lance, who do you got? Yeah, this should be a win for Notre Dame here. As a matter of fact, this should be more of a gimme win than anything. So, I think Notre Dame will get this game. All right. This next one. This next one. UNC North Carolina, ranked number 20, takes on Clemson at Clemson. And I just realized I messed up something here. 
I messed up something. Uh, I was reading the odds for this game, and I thought UNC was favored, minus six and a half. But it was actually Clemson that was favored, minus six and a half. And I just realized that was my super dog, too. And now I'm going to have to reconsider it. So I'm not going to pick first here. It is tough, though, to play games in Clemson. I will say that. It is tough to play games in Clemson. You just saw Notre Dame lose in Clemson. Florida State barely won in Clemson. But they are playing UNC, who is 8-2. They had a very tough battle against Duke last week. They won double overtime, 47-45. Carlin picked UNC in this matchup. They have Drake May. I will say that, arguably the second-best quarterback in the NFL draft. But, you know what? I am going to keep my pick, though. I picked Clemson for this one, but I can't use it as my super dog, though, because I misread it. So, I am still going to take Clemson. It is very hard to beat Clemson at Clemson. Looking at what they did last week, though. Actually, they did not play Notre Dame last week. They played them two weeks ago. Last week, they played Georgia Tech at home, and they dominated 42-21. to Cade Klubnik had a great week, 23 for 34, 205 passing yards, four passing touchdowns, one pick. And the duo of Phil Maffa and Will Shipley had great games on the ground, too. Will Shipley having a rushing touchdown. I'm taking Clemson here. I wouldn't call it an upset due to the odds, but they are beating a ranked team. So I'm taking Clemson. Harlan is taking UNC. Lance, here are you joining? Yeah, this is actually going to be a tough decision that I'll be making here because, yeah, you're playing at Clemson, and Clemson is a tough environment to play. And some, I guess, especially those who go to Clemson, consider that as the real Death Valley as in comparison to LSUs. But UNC is also, like with UNC, UNC has been good throughout with having Drake May. And so I'm actually trying to look at the other games to see what other teams I could pick as my super dog right now, just to see if I got anything lined up. But as far as I can see, I'm going to have to join with you on this one as well. I'm going to have to go with Clemson here. So yeah, I'll join with you, John, on this one. All right. You're taking Clemson. I like it. I'm hoping, too, our Riverside connection stays intact. It got a little bit choppy after the Georgia pick, so it got a little choppy there, too. So I'm hoping I can hold on for dear life. But you listening, you will not know any difference because I'm a very good editor. So none of you will notice. But moving on, this should be a quick one as well. Minnesota versus number two, Ohio State. Ohio State is a 27.5 point favorite. I'm just going to keep it brief. Ohio State's winning this game. Marvin Harrison Jr. is up there for the Heisman favorites, though I don't think he will win. Though he could get nominated. I would not be shocked if he got nominated last week against Michigan State. Uh, Kyle McCord had a good week. 24th for 31, 335 passing yards, three passing touchdowns. And he did nothing on the ground, actually. Just looking at that's kind of surprising. Marvin Harrison Jr. went seven. He had seven receptions, 149 receiving yards, two receiving touchdowns, along 
with a rushing touchdown. He has just been incredible. I'm taking Ohio State here. Easy pick. Uh, Carlin also took Ohio State. So, Lance, who do you got? Yeah, there's nothing much else to be said here between both of these teams, but except a little bit on Ohio State, yeah. Marvin Harrison Jr. is definitely up there going for the Heisman, that's for sure. So, yeah, I'm give me the Buckeyes on this one. Ohio State will win that. All right, I like it. Next matchup we got, it's kind of... Actually, one of them is going to be interesting coming up, but we got a little easy stretch here. Another quick one. Oregon, number six, goes against Arizona State. Oregon is a 23.5-point favorite. Oregon is 9-1. and one. They have just been on fire. We mentioned them earlier. Uh, they could still fight for the college football playoffs if they can maybe beat Washington again. So that's up there, potentially. Uh, they only play... They play Arizona this week, but next week they play Oregon State, and that would be another big victory but Oregon though just looking at who they've been I mean they ended Colorado's little magic run after destroying them they lost to Washington but after that they beat Washington State beat Utah uh, beat California beat USC they actually did not score 40 points against USC which is kind of sad but Bo Nix potential Heisman favorite a little underrated there 23 for 31, 412 passing yards, four passing touchdowns for Bo Nix against the USC. I'm taking Oregon here. Uh, Lance, who do you got? And Carlin also took Oregon, so who do you got? I will also pick Oregon as well with you guys. All right. I will mark that down. This next one, though, I got to talk about it for a little bit here. Oh, my. Oklahoma State. What happened? How do you lose to UCF? Let me just rephrase that. How do you get obliterated by UCF? I mean, WVU obliterated this team, and Oklahoma State beat us. I mean, just looking at this game, I mean, the box score. Ollie Gordon, who was on fire this season had only 12 carries for 25 rushing yards. I mean, he was a non-factor in this game. Alan Bowman had three interceptions in this game too. RJ Harvey for UCF. I got to shout him out. 24 carries for 206 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and he did nothing in the air. So yeah, that was surprising. That literally was, and honestly, that makes this pick a little bit harder because they are going against Houston, and Houston has had chances of upsets this season. They did lose at Cincinnati, though, this past week. I will say that, so that does hurt them, but they barely beat Baylor. They beat, uh, no, they got dominated by Kansas State as well. So That's something to mention, but they nearly beat Texas. I will say that. They nearly beat Texas, and they did beat the Mountaineers on a Hail Mary. So, I'm going to try this again this week. I'm going to try it again. I don't know if it's going to work this time. I mean, last week, though, UCF was favored. And us on the radio, we had no clue why UCF was favored. But I guess there was a reason. And the betters were right. But this week, they are picking Oklahoma State to win. They are a seven-point favorite. So, it is Superdog eligible here. But I'm not going to take it. I'm taking Oklahoma State here to win this game. And Carlin also took Oklahoma State. So, Lance, who do you got? 
Yeah, now, I will go with the Oklahoma State Cowboys on this one. Now, the thing that really confuses me is just how did they get burned so badly playing UCF? It's It seems like Oklahoma State was on to something, and then coming down to that game, it was just, what happened there? Now, uh, I did not watch the game, of course, and but whatever happened there, it was definitely something, a part of that defense right there that they couldn't stop against UCF. But West Virginia was able to beat UCF. That was the thing. And West Virginia lost to Oklahoma State. But whatever happened, it just seemed like whatever the Cowboys did, they just got burned on the big plays on defense. Like you said, John, that R.J. Harvey had 206 yards for, and then three touchdowns on 24 carries. And then you have the UCF quarterback, John Plumley, who threw like three TD passes to Kobe Hudson, which led the Knights to 592 yards of offense, which was something that probably wouldn't have been expected on Oklahoma State out of all teams. But this was easily the worst loss for Oklahoma State this season. And whatever that poor showing was that was demonstrated that day this it's no way it could happen again a second time playing Houston so with whatever happened during that game that week I think Oklahoma can't improve for this week so yeah I think the Cowboys will beat the Houston Cougars on this one all right moving on now to our next game another easy one to predict here before it starts to get a little interesting I would say North Alabama Versus Florida State, who is number four. I cannot see the odds for this game because where would say the odds, it just says CW Network. So thank you, ESPN. But I'm assuming Florida State is heavily favored. North Alabama is three and seven. Florida State, though. Florida State. So right now, looking at Florida State, they play North Alabama. They play Florida. And then the ACC Championship, which they are confirmed for, but their opponent is to be determined. They could make the playoffs still if they go undefeated. I think that is the only way they make the playoffs, though. They have to go undefeated. So they do have to win that ACC championship game to go to the playoffs. So I believe that they win all that, though. They should make it. But they will win here. This game is at 630. I am taking Florida State. Carlin also took Florida State. Lance, who do you got? Yeah, I'm going to make this one quick. Give me Florida State on this one. All right. Here we go. A potential super dog pick. And right now, as we are talking, my old super dog option was not available with the way I picked. If I did pick UNC, I could have made that my super dog, but I did not. I was picking Clemson no matter what. But this one is eligible. Number 21, Kansas State versus number 25, Kansas. Now... I forgot who Carlin picked. I did not record it yet. So Carlin picked Kansas for this one. That is his pick. So that is to be known. I was doing some digging because with Kansas last week, they lost Jason Bean due to a head injury. I'm assuming that's concussion, but I'm not fully sure. Right now, Kansas State has a 79% chance to win. And Kansas State 
is a seven and a half point favorite. So looking at both teams, though, Kansas State, we haven't talked about that much. They dominated Baylor last week, lost to Texas 33 to 30, beat Houston 41 to nothing, beat TCU 41 to 3. And looking at some other teams, they lost to Oklahoma State 29 to 21. So we haven't talked about Kansas State much, but that's what they've been up to. Kansas, on the other hand, they lost to Texas Tech last week, but they did not have their quarterback, Jason Bean. Also, they do not have Jalen Daniels, and I'm assuming he's just out for the rest of the season at this point. So they had Cole Ballard go in, and he did not do well. So when I make this pick here, I'm going to take Kansas. I'm going to join Carlin, and I'm going to take Kansas. And as we speak, I'm going to make this my super dog pick. Now, as we go through the last ones, if I have a change of heart, I might say it. But I think this is my only chance here for a super dog. So I'm going to take Kansas as my super dog this week. Now, if Jason Bean, though, does not play, if that is announced, I am going to change my pick to Kansas State. And therefore, I don't even know if I would have a super dog this week. But for now, though, I'm taking Kansas. They are my super dog as long as as Jason Bean plays this game. But I am curious, uh, if Jason Bean does play, if that is confirmed, would the odds change more in the Kansas's favor? That is up for debate. So for now, I'm going to make this my super dog pick. So I'm picking Kansas. As you talk, Lance, I am going to look for a backup pick, though, in case that does change. But for now, I'm taking Kansas. What about you? Okay, yeah, I was going to make this... I don't know why there's an ad playing. Okay, that's shut off. But, yeah, I was going to make a super dog pick on this one too. And from what I was reading while you were talking, it is starting to sound like chances are, according to what Lance Leipold has said, he is optimistic that Jason Bean will make a return to this game. So chances are you may not have to switch this one at all, but I was really one to make the super dog pick, but I guess I can't now since I have to be separate with you. So no, 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 no. You can no? you can pick it too. When I you can? look at when you look at last week, you and I both picked West Virginia. Oh yeah, never mind. Yeah, well, yeah you, you can know, make it with me. Why do I think like that? But yeah, but yeah, I'll also mm. take Kansas Kansas on this one now with Kansas State. They're they're a darn good team, but Kansas is also really good too, and it's definitely hard to choose. But with what it sounds like right now, I think Jason Bean is the key factor for my decision to pick Kansas on this one. So I guess it's going to be all rock, chalk, Jayhawk from here with all our picks picking Kansas. So give me Kansas. All right. I will say this. I've made the majority of the rest of my picks, and except this next matchup here. If, let's just say, the odds changed with Jason Bean confirming and this wouldn't qualify as our super dog, I have no alternate unless I actually change one of my previous picks for it to count. That will probably happen not on the episode. That would happen just on my own, and I will say it next week if I do change it. So... 
keep that in mind. But for now, Kansas is my super dog this week, and so is Lance's. So that is something to mention. But this next matchup, not eligible for a super dog here. Number five, Washington versus number 11, Oregon State. What a matchup this is. Uh, I'll just start with Carlin real quick. He picked Washington to win this, but it is interesting. So, right now, as we speak, Oregon State is favored minus two and a half. This game is at Oregon State as well. Oregon State has two losses this season. One of them came to Arizona, who has been on fire. The other one was against Washington State way early in the season. But Oregon State has built themselves back up. They beat Colorado. They beat Stanford. Dominated them, might I say. Beat teams like UCLA. But they play Michael Penix Jr. And, yeah, it is going to be tough. And I'm taking Washington here. I think it's going to be close. I'm with Carlin here. I know it's not fun when we pick the same pick. But essentially what I'm hoping for is that Washington and Oregon play each other again with their records being intact, Washington being undefeated at that point. I think it'll be very interesting at that point. Next week they play Washington State, and they've really fallen off Washington State from being ranked at one point. They are now 4-6. and six. But I'm going to assume that Washington wins out before their championship game. So I'm going to take Washington here. Carlin also took them, but Lance... You have a chance to differ from us again. Will you differ from us and take Oregon State, or will you take Washington? It's certainly a toughie on this one. Now, Washington, I would say they would win this game definitely. But Oregon State has, they really have been able to really put up a fight and been able to win in those key matchups Looking at their schedule here, I mean, beating Utah and then what else? They beat UCLA, which they were ranked 18th at the time. And so, let's see, they played Arizona, but they lost by three. So, man, it, like, again, it's Michael Penix, and this offense has definitely been really hard to combat against when you're a defensive player. So I'm going to have to say that Washington will win this game just because their offense has been really well played and well maintained. So, And Michael Penix has been the real deal. So I'm going to have to go with the Huskies here. All right. I do think in this game, that Michael Penix could have another potential Heisman moment. So we will see. But next matchup, Florida versus Missouri. I will be quick on this one. Missouri has, they are favored by 11.5 points in this game. Missouri is 8-2 and two after losing to Georgia. They got sweet redemption by dominating Tennessee 36-7. to seven. They now play Florida at home. Florida is 5-5 five and five. at the moment. Last week, they lost to LSU. And, yeah, LSU beat them 52-35. to 35. And I'm looking at that game. Uh, Jane Daniels played. Yes, he did play. And he had an insane game. Holy crap. But I'm taking Missouri here. Carlin also took Missouri. 
I think Carla and I's picks are going to be pretty straightforward for the rest of the episode. But Lance, do you have an upset here? No, I do not. I think Missouri will continue to be dominant, and especially playing Florida. This is something that they can repeat from last week. But, man, Cody Schrader, he had an absolutely phenomenal game playing against Tennessee last weekend, and I think he will continue to have that same momentum going into this game as well. And I'm starting to become more of a Brady Cook fan myself, so I would like to see Missouri keep up with this winning mentality that they've had. So give me the number nine ranked Tigers. All right, next matchup. we got two more left already. We are almost done. And I do want to spend a little time talking about this next team. Uh, Texas. Number seven versus Iowa State. Now, I'll make my pick first. Carlin picked Texas. Iowa State, though, they are 6-4 and four right now. They recently just destroyed BYU. They had a close game against Kansas. Uh, some other ranked games, they did not do well against Oklahoma. And they did beat Oklahoma State. I will say that. So they do have some good experience. And they are 6-4. and four. Texas is only a 7.5-point favorite. So if you were going to take Iowa State... They would qualify as a super dog here. But for me personally, Texas, they get Quinn Ewers back, I believe. And they are needing to win out. They really have to. If they want to have a chance in the college football playoffs, they have to win out. They do have that win over Bama, but they have lost to Oklahoma. And really after that, I mean, the only teams they've beaten so far, ranked teams, Bama, that was also week two. So if they played Bama again, I think it might be different. Uh, They beat Kansas, who was ranked 24 at the time. They lost to Oklahoma, which I think is a big loss now looking at it. And they barely beat Kansas State, 33-30. to So that's their ranked wins. And they'll probably play Oklahoma again, most likely, in the Big 12 championship. But we will see. But... Texas, though. I'm picking Texas in this game. They have to win it. They have to win out here. But I'm going to ask you, Lance. Do Is there a way that you see Texas making the college football playoffs? Do you think they even have a chance? Because my answer, I don't think they will. I just don't think they can make it in compared to the other teams that we mentioned earlier in the episode. I just don't know if they have a spot to overlap one of these other teams. I mean, yes, they have the win over Bama, but that was also week two. And now look at Bama and how well they've been. So do you think, Lance, you can make your pick too, but do you think they have a chance of sneaking into the college football playoffs? Yeah, it's kind of hard to say. And now that's another game to be mentioned there that could give troubles to Alabama by saying that Texas wins the Big 12 championship. But What hurts more than anything, especially if you're putting yourself in the shoes of a Texas fan, is losing in that Red River showdown to Oklahoma. Now that was that hurts a lot. That that really does change the trajectory of how the Longhorns are going to end up for the season. Now they can win out and win the Big Twelve championship against Oklahoma. It could create a story to tell, but with these top four ranked teams that 
you have right now, I just don't think it's going to be enough unless they won all their games and they never lost to Oklahoma in the first place. It's really hard, especially with just only four open spots. I don't think there's going to be any room for Texas to make that cut with being with Ohio State and the rest of the three teams, such as like Georgia and them. But it's it's definitely something that I would see it being very – not very, but I would say it's unlikely so that Texas can make it. Even if they beat Oklahoma, it's, it's that one game that could really – be a turning point for how the season's going to play out. Now, if this was the new playoff format, like it's going to be in next year, then we won't even be talking about this and Texas could definitely make a run for it. But with how it is right now, their offense just hasn't looked that great. Their defense has been the, has been the main, story for this team so I don't think they're able to keep up with some of these teams in the top four so you can say that Texas will win the rest of their games and win out but I think there's teams in the top four that are better and they can play better and even if Texas plays any of those top four teams it's either going to be really hard or they could definitely outplay Texas because Texas doesn't have enough to show on the offensive side of the ball as much. And we've seen that from the Red River showdown when they played against Oklahoma. Oklahoma was able to outplay them in terms of offense, and that's how Dylan Gabriel was starting to get his name made in that game. So that Texas defense was kind of what helped them stay in it. But other than that, I just I can't see it. Just like you said, John, I agree with you that – it's unlikely for Texas to go into the college football playoff. It's really hard from it's hard for me to see that occurring for this year. Yeah, and just to clarify, you're taking Texas this week against uh, yes, Iowa I'm State. Taking Texas. All right. Now, one thing too, I want to mention with Texas. Another thing that could hurt them. Neither of us have talked about it. They lost their starting running back, Jonathan Brooks for the rest of the season due to a torn ACL. So that is another major blow there for Texas. Now, I don't think they're going to factor it in yet. They're going to see how they play without Jonathan Brooks. So that is something to monitor as well in the coming weeks. But final game, I think this will be a quick one. Georgia State versus LSU. LSU is a 31-point favorite in this game. But Georgia State, just for fun, since this is the last game, Last week, they got destroyed by Appalachian State. The week before, they got destroyed by James Madison. So, Lance, I'll let you start with this one. Who do you got winning, LSU or Georgia State? Yeah, I'm going to have to take LSU on this one. Like, Jaden Daniels has had a really good season throughout. And, man, now... I hear some stuff, especially when you're scrolling through social media on the daily. It's, you hear that, oh, Jaden Daniels should be like a Heisman candidate and stuff like that. But now he's, you know, he's a really fun player to watch. He, 
He can throw the ball really accurately, and he's a really good runner too. Like I saw that one long run that he had the last game, and man, that he was able to outrun everyone on that defense. It was just something that he's a really fun quarterback to watch, especially with the college level and being able to watch a running quarterback is always fun to watch. So, yeah, it's I would be curious to see how he finishes out the season and being able to capitalize his name. So, yeah, I'm going to have to take LSU on this one, and we'll see how Jaden Daniel, Daniels performs. All right. I am going to take LSU as well. Now, just looking at what Jaden Daniels has done, I honestly think – he could win the Heisman. He really could. And it doesn't even depend on how LSU is. Because you look at, like, Caleb Williams last year. USC was only, uh, they only had three losses. So, I mean, their record wasn't spectacular, too. And Caleb Williams still won the Heisman. So, Jaden Daniels could still win the Heisman, even with LSU's record being the way it is. So, I mean, against Bama, he had 11 rushes for 163 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown. Against, what was last week? Against Florida, he just absolutely took off. He had 12 rushes for 234 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns. That is an average of 19.5 yards per run. He had an 85-yard run, too. That was his longest, along with 372 passing yards. Three passing touchdowns. He was just on fire against Florida. I honestly think he could win the Heisman potentially. He was just incredibly electric, in my opinion. Him, Michael Penix, or Bo Nix are the three I'm looking at. Maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. sneaks in, but Harrison Jr. has not had the same type of season as Devontae Smith, who last won the Heisman as a receiver. But this week, though, I'm taking LSU, and Carlin is also taking LSU. So that will do it for us today looking back at this week what we did and who we predicted uh the first time we different we were different uh lance and i took louisville carlin took miami uh who else i took arizona carlin took arizona lance took utah then lance and i took georgia carlin took tennessee lance and i took clemson carlin took unc and that was it for the only times we differed. So not many differences this week. Carlin is down three games on me, too, I might say. So he is probably praying that Tennessee could be Georgia so Superdog can connect. I think Lance, you and I have a very good Superdog, but we will have to monitor it as the week goes on to see if those odds change because we might have to do a change if that happens. But that is going to do it for this week with college football, week 12. This should do it for this week. There might be a baseball episode that drops this week. I've been teasing it. And I don't know if it's happening yet. That all comes down to Carlin and if he can record it tomorrow or not. So that might drop this week. It might drop on Friday. So stay tuned for that. If not, then it's probably just canceled at this point. Next week, though, I'm going to be home. So it's probably going to be another shortish week. We'll probably do under Under the Lights next week. We'll probably do... NFL and probably will do college football, but that will all drop earlier in the week. No episode will probably drop on Friday. So 
be another shorter week next week. I'm going to enjoy Thanksgiving break. I know Lance, you as well, will enjoy Thanksgiving break too. So we're going to take a little break a little bit after we record next week's episodes. But as always, make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, slash X, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube. I don't even know if Under the Lights went up on YouTube or not. Carlin's been busy, so I'm not even sure if that's on YouTube. But make sure to check out the YouTube if you want to see our faces on previous episodes. But make sure to follow all of those. You can find all of those links in all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you are listening right now on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. But other than that, Lance... As always, it is great having you on the podcast. I always love having you on. And thank you for filling in for Carlin today. I greatly appreciate it. But any final thoughts from you, Lance, as I wrap it up? Yeah, now, now I appreciate you having me on with doing all the segments. But this college football segment has been one of my more enjoyed segments. It's always been fun to be joined with you guys and talk about the world of college football and see you got this week and then next week. So we're really down to the remaining segments before it all comes to a close here. So it's been fun, but man, we're really nearing the end here. But other than that, it's, it's been really great talking about it and a great episode overall, but closing thoughts, you know what, let's just finish the season strong. Yes, indeed. We are nearing the end of college football. It's been fun doing this weekly series with you, with Carlin, with everybody else that's been a part of it. We only got, I'd say only about like four more episodes left of just weekly predictions. There's week 13, week 14. We're not doing one for week 15 because that's army Navy and then the bowl games. That's all we're covering. So it's nearing an end. It really is. So we got a couple more weeks left of it, but we will cover all of it. So, With Lance Johnson, I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.